Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. How are we doing today? My name is John Edmonds Cosmo. I'm the CEO of Bain Productions. I want to welcome everybody to the Unimpressed Podcast. We're in Nashville, Tennessee this weekend. We'll be doing a segment with our very own comedian, Gary Carville. Since we're having Gary on the show today, he did a video with his sister, Carolyn, his son, Kirby, and himself, and they ate these hot wings in this place in Georgia. It's supposed to be the hottest wings in Georgia. So since we're in Nashville, we came to Party Foul. It's down here, close to downtown. They have a very, very hot chicken recipe that we're going to try. We thought it was a good idea to do a hot chicken challenge and see if that compares to the hot wings challenge that Carolyn won in Bremen, Georgia. Hi guys, so my name's Megan. You guys ever been to Party Foul before? Yes. One time. One time, all right. Let the games begin. Let's do it. Are you ready? Are you ready? All right, here we go. All right. For you, and then that's real hot for you. I mean, I've, I've got a show to do tonight, so I, I, I've got to maintain. Now, I have to say, it has as much crunch and flavor as it does heat. Mine's not as quite as hot as theirs. I'm still dying, but, I mean, it's so crunchy, it's perfectly cooked. They didn't just make it hot, they made it tasty, too. Straight out of Central Casting, Kirby Cargill. Look at me now. <laughs> Don't contact John, he's busy. You can get my email. I'm on stage and I can still feel that ember burning. It's like I just swallowed a piece of charcoal. Tennessee's chicken is hotter than Georgia's. Georgia wouldn't let you do anything. You just had to eat the chicken. You couldn't drink nothing. You guys are handling it really well. My rib cage is burning. It's a little bit of sweetness in mine, like maple sugar or something. It's helping out a lot. One down. It's still warm from the cooking. Yeah. It's not just... Spicy. Delicious. I mean, it's really, really hot. It's good. My lungs are even burning. I'm so glad I didn't get the super hot. I want no, not no. Flash of the leg. I'm going to get this breast in anyway. I've always kind of been a breast man. You know, I serve this more to women than men, and they finish it more often than men do, honestly. I'm good. <clears throat> The edges of my lips are a little burning. She's not ate the whole thing. Girl, you got it going on. I've seen vultures leave more meat on a bird on the road. Yes. I mean, it's like too good not to finish. There's enough sweetness in there in this ranch and sweet tea. That's a lot of, lot of hot. And they do, if you don't like the hot, they do have some mild stuff. So don't, uh, don't be afraid. I'm telling you, my mouth is hotter than Jim Georgia asphalt right now. I'm going to drink half of my tea. And y'all are only seconds. I mean, we all concede you beat us. Carolyn, she's, she's still going. She's she's going for seconds. You'll notice we didn't bet this time because, frankly, I'm tired of getting my money taken on so like that. Crazy fingers. I'm going to wave a white flag. Well, it looks like Carolyn the Baptist won again. She's still eating over here. We got a good interview coming up of Gary talking about comedy, family, and food. 
coming from Party Foul here in Nashville, Tennessee. We're going to talk to Gary about a few things. Gary lives in Bremen, Georgia. Gary's been with us since day one uh, when I signed Darren and we started the tour. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Gary Cargill was with us. So Gary, tell us what's been going on the past four years in your uh, comedy adventure. Well, we, we just uh, trying to get better, trying to get better. Uh, first night, uh, we'd come off stage, and it was a madhouse, and the fire marshal had to let us in in Somerville, Georgia. He had to turn sideways to get to the stage because it was so packed. Uh, and I remember when we got done, I was tired and sweaty and all that kind of stuff. And, and uh, you've been kind enough to tell me that I really wasn't that funny. <laughs> I think I tried to it was kind of, yeah, I think I tried to sell Gary on being an actor. At the time, I said, hey, Gary, you might be a great actor. Uh, we're, we're here this weekend. we got some shows in Nashville starting back in this pandemic era, uh, which is rules and regulations are different anywhere we go. What, with this pandemic, Gary, what has this done to you psychologically and mentally? I know I feel like I've been in the basement more than Joe Biden. Uh, my wife uh, is a kindergarten teacher, so she's really used to being the smartest one in the room every day. And at home, it, that don't change either. So uh-huh. uh, outside of having to raise my hand to go to the bathroom and that sort of thing, uh, I found out we had a lot of time to talk. Uh, I found out that really the, the last decision I made that was right was apparently was asking her to marry me. You know, I, you know, comedians are very sensitive people, right? And I think a lot of times, you know, based on how the makeup of a comedian, I think, and based on their sensitivities, they, I, I think, sometimes they absorb, you know, their environment a lot more than a normal person, and and then they and then they put that out to the world. Uh, was there any any outside of the the normal marriage scenario is there was any self-realization uh, for you as a person just being there and not working, not moving? Because I know a lot of comedians uh, have had, you know, have, have had some issues being at home all the time and not and not expressing themselves and getting that energy out to the world. Excellent question. Uh, sure, but because. Really, the only time that anybody listens to what I have to say 
It's when I'm on stage and I have a mic in my hand that I feel like everybody's listening to me. And you know, I'll start a story at home and I'll get like one part of the story out and I'm trying to set the story like I tell it on stage and I, I, I can't get to the second line ever without her asking 15 questions. I get it because she's with these children all the time. She's every, you know, no, Johnny, don't do that. Don't talk. You know, uh, you, you know it, everything she does is like to those children, apparently, is, is like things that they can't do. Mm-hmm. And I'm a more of a big fan of, well, what can I do? You know, like, when you're sitting there at home during this pandemic and you're not working, what was your realization about yourself? Okay, forget Forget the wife, forget the kids. I'm talking about Gary Cargill. What was Gary Cargill's self-realization about himself? Was there any different thought processes during this time? Because I think people are really either marinated on some things that uh, may push a mindset, you know, in a in a in a good direction, or could push a mindset to a bad direction. So, what was Gary's well, self-realization? One thing I realized is how lucky I am that I didn't die the night that I had the, had the aneurysm and, and the hospital stay and the, and the truck hitting me and all that where I realized what I wanted to do, what I wanted to do before I left this world. And that was, you know, be, be a stand-up. But in now, this... But in, in this, then I, then I focused more on, okay, the, 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 the clock's ticking here, Big Daddy, and, and, and you need to... And, and, and that's when I started, like thinking more about headlining. I don't care if I blow up and play in Vegas, I would still leave the show or make sure that I had an open date to come back and work with Darren Knight and Red Squirrel. I mean, because we're, you know, we might as well put a ring on, but we're family. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. So, I mean, I'll always do that. But also want to go out and do more than 10 minutes a night, you know? Yeah. Uh, And I'm and as the, my fan base grows and grows and there's more people, I, I, I wish I was 30 years old and young again. You know, I think I could uh, think I could build a fan base quicker. But, you know, the people that do know me and do watch me and do, you know, I mean, they, they love me. I have some very, very devoted fans and I'm so appreciative of that. I will say this. One thing being involved and being in the, the Bang family, us having this network and utilizing this network, for visibility. It's not about, you know, a million people going to Gary's page and liking his page. But you know, but you're welcome to. Yeah, you're more than welcome to. I want everybody to go there and we want everybody to like Gary Cargill's page. But the visibility in the network, I mean, you get an opportunity to be seen by potentially 17 million people because we're able to cross post content and utilize people's other people's pages you know, for that visibility. So I, I do think your visibility is probably more than what you realize. Well, you know, a lot of people probably know you more than what you realize as well. I've had to take a picture or two and make a, a cameo video for somebody in Walmart before, you know, I mean, I, mm-hmm. I get that. Uh, was there any, you know, going back to the pandemic thing, was there any uh, like, uh, you know, confidence issues? You know, when you're sitting there and you're not working, is you having confidence issues about what you would do when you got back on stage? Not as far. Look, the only stage fright I've ever had is just being scared. Y'all weren't going to let me on. 
I mean, it's not like I'm not scared to walk out in front of 4,000 people and tell them personal things about myself. You know why? Because they got those personal things going on in their life too. You know, I think that's a universal thing. But what is your self-doubt? What is your self-doubt? I know you question yourself or you wouldn't work as hard as you do. Because Gary, Gary works very, very hard. I wish all our comedians work as hard as Gary. And, you know, I'm trying to break him down a little bit here of uh, where his push comes from to be better and better. Because I heard it said the other night, you know, we've been doing this four years, so I've seen a progression of Gary's comedy and it's improved. And even just recently he, he did a set and the tone and the feel was more unrehearsed, a little more rounded, uh, a little more natural. Where is that push coming from? There's got to be some type of push and self-doubt there that keeps you moving forward. Well, it's the it's not only not so much the clock on the wall, but the but the day on the calendar because I'm getting. I mean, I'm I'm older now. I don't even want to say how old because it's scary, and I wouldn't want somebody to like you know two years or something I'm just kidding about that but but I just know that I've only got so much so many years left mm-hmm. look I'll never look this young again mm-hmm. you know as young as I look today tomorrow I'm gonna look I'm gonna be older mm-hmm. so I think that's where my push is, is is hey big daddy you got so long to do this well Gary Gary has has a wife. We've heard him talk about his wife as part of his set. He has two two boys. Tell us a little bit about uh, you know, Curly and Caleb Caleb. Curly. Curly. Curly, yeah, I call him he looks curly. He look, his name used to be Kirby. We call him Curly now because of his hair. Uh, I'm just kidding, Kirby. But tell us a little bit about Kirby and Caleb and, and what they do. Caleb is a grounds crew supervisor for your Atlanta Braves. Uh, that's a job that Caleb has wanted. Uh, he wanted to be in baseball. I don't necessarily think he wants to be the grounds crew dude forever, but but he also is one of these guys that, that, that as he moves up and he wants to be in management uh, for baseball. And but he wants to know what that grounds crew guy does. So look, kid's got a master's degree. He's really done well. He's he's pushed himself and and he's very hard working. And that's what he wants to do, Kirby. He's 22, and he looks like he's got Shirley Temple's hair, and it's about the same length hers was. You know, it hits him on the shoulders. He had his first modeling gig yesterday, and in Caleb, check out Caleb Cargill. He's got he's somewhat of a character grounds crew guy for the Atlanta Braves, and then also if you're online, check out Curly uh, Curly Cargill, Kirby Cargill. <laughs> Uh, check him out. Those are Gary's kids. And, of course, he's talked about his wife. Well, there's one more. My sister, Carolyn the Baptist. Carolyn the Baptist. Carolyn, I forgot about Carolyn the Baptist. Yes. And and she lost her husband, on Super, which never missed a Monday night football game in the entire his life. Never missed one. He liked to gamble a little bit. He liked to bet on a little football. You know? mm-hmm. And he died like on Super Bowl Sunday. So... She lost him. Then my nephew, which is not Carolyn's biologically, but but she raised him. And he was a police officer in Piedmont, Alabama. And uh, he uh, was a great athlete, but he died of uh, of brain tumors. And he died, uh, lost Graham in February, and she lost Kevin in 
Well, he was strong looking too, but, but he died right around Halloween that year. So she was, I mean, she was going crazy. So I said, hey, you know, we got a big house and, you know, and of course, our house is not nearly big enough now. We need like a warehouse size from all the things that she kept over the years I and mean, she was going through. Carolyn, get rid of some of that stuff, okay? Yeah. Get rid of, throw some of that stuff away. You don't need to keep everything, all right? Just want to throw that out there. She had, she had receipts from, from things that they did like when they got their first house. And, you know. Anyway, she's gone through it now. She's getting better. And Carolyn the Baptist is Gary's sister. I don't know if he stated that. That is yes, his sister. Yes, yes, it's my uh, sister. So his sister's living at home with his wife, and his two boys. Well, no, Caleb don't live. Well, okay, Caleb moved out. Um, so you have a, a, a sister, a wife, who's a school teacher who treats Gary like one of the kids. Uh, you know, and I, I, I can I can relate to that. My wife is a school teacher, and I get some of the same behavior. I think it's they get very uh, pattern driven on how they work, and they bring that home as well. So school teachers out there, I love you. Thank you for what you do for all the kids. But when you get home, leave that at work. The husbands might, may like it a little more. So, talk, you know, Caleb went the sports direction. Kirby is doing what he's doing. And Gary was a high school football ref, uh, which led to a character he does online called Coach Croker. Uh, which I think is a, is a very relatable thing in today's time where a lot of people are, a lot of families are dealing with coaches and, and because of their kids and, and playing different sports. So tell us a little bit about, you know, you being a high school football ref, you know, just leading to the Coach Croker videos. And what was your thoughts on that creative? I started playing football. I can remember going and trying to play in the third grade and they wouldn't let me. You had to wait to the fourth grade. And I played every time, every every team somebody would let me on up until college, I played. I started calling. I got a call from the guy that was the referee, the, you know, the referee's boss. And he, he, he called and said, no. he said, I'd like you to come call with us. He said, I've found over the years that the ones we had the most trouble with on the field make the best officials. Boy, I was honored that, you know, it was kind of like, yeah, there's there's a place I can go fit in and and help us stay involved in the game. So I did it 40 years until we started touring. And, uh, there's some ups and downs, and I got hit by a truck. And- Gary's a guy that can tell you about being hit by 18-wheeler. I've heard the story a handful of times. So look, you can, you well, can tell us about that. I, I, it's like, I, I I just look at people funny when they say, Lord, I feel like I've been run over by a truck. And I'm going to go and say, no, no, you don't. <laughs> because he, that takes five years to learn how to walk again. Uh, but anyway, the, the, the whole Coach Croker thing. My favorite coaches was once that was funny. Uh, I mean, he'd be over here on the sideline and he'll be like, yelling ridiculous things at you that you know better, you know? And then every now and again, you look at him and he'll wink at you. You know, yeah, I mean, it's an act. He's doing that for his kids. He's doing it for, 
I love a funny coach. And that's what I wanted Coach Croker to be. I wanted to take the embodiment of somebody that, that was serious about wanting to win. He was serious, but you know, there's look, there's so many boys, especially, that need a man's guidance, and they don't have one at home. Daddy's lost in the war. He's left mama and got two other mamas by now. And I mean, that's the, I ain't putting nobody down. I'm just saying what that young boy needs is he needs a... He needs a male role model, I think, and, and, and there's nobody that do that any better than them old-fashioned, hard-nosed football coach. So if you haven't seen the Coach Croker videos, check out the Coach Croker videos. He plays a baseball coach, basketball coach, football coach, uh, and like I said, being on that field for 40 years, you know, these are things when I talk about a comedian's absorbing their environment that's what Gary did he absorbed that environment then he put it back out to the world and tried to make it relatable through his eyes also the other thing Gary does he um, he does a lot of food videos so check out the food videos and he's got this he's got this little thing where when we go to these shows around the country he will stop at a barbecue place and do a little live and 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 do a little taste testing of barbecue tell us a little bit about your passion for barbecue and, and, and what that's all about. Well, so I'm just passionate about barbecue. And I think what's beautiful about it is it's like art. You see, you can go to a barbecue place and you can go to this one on this side of the street, same town, whatever barbecue region. There's, there's a major barbecue region. And you can go to that one place and you can go right across the street and it'll be the same style, but it'll be different. No, no two barbecue places ever have exactly the same food. No, they have it, but it's different. And then barbecue, barbecue in the Northeast, where I live, where I live currently, a barbecue in the Northeast is just grilling, and that's what they call. So there's so many different variables. Yeah, but that's cooking you, out. <laughs> that's cooking out. That ain't yeah, good. well, it's, it's, that's what they call it. They call it barbecue in the in the Northeast, oh. barbecuing. Depend on where you're at. You know, or what part of the country you're in, hey, things can vary, and it's uh, it's kind of a, a dynamic thing to to check out while you're traveling the country. So anyway, bottom line of this is, I'm doing what I love and loving what I do. What would you tell a young guy trying to make it in comedy? Uh, you know, it may be in a similar situation that you're in, you know, and, and tour, you know, you tour with a national actor trying to branch off and have somewhat of your own identity. What, what would you, what would you tell people trying to come up that want to get in the comedy game? Clean it up. And, you know, because once you, once you like throw F-bombs out, like 14 of them in the same sentence, Nobody wants to hear what you're saying now, and the only reason you're saying them is because you don't, you can't make that point. And so, but well, study the art, study the art, and watch you, watch what you say, and know that every word that you say has has some meaning. Uh, uh, and when you do your comedy set, learn from the people that's been there, and then when you do it, when you finally get to where you get the courage up to go. To an open mic when they open them back up where you can work with your mask off then then go work those open mics make the connections because unbelievable the connections you make 
And when Gary talks about cleaning it up, you know, I think uh, using cuss words in comedy is an easy way to get through a joke. So the less cussing you do when you try to formulate these jokes, the harder it is to probably put that joke together. But if you can do that, right, and then go to a cuss word when needed, make sure that cuss word has a lot of value. And that's somewhat of a translation of what Gary's trying to tell all the young kids Thank coming you. up. Exactly. I ain't saying don't ever use the cuss word. If you don't believe it, just go play golf with me. I'll use it all day long, but it's different. The thing of it is, is if you need it, if you need that F-bomb, now when I say it, it means something. Mm-hmm. You know, now if I reach back and get one, it's a knockout punch. Hope you guys enjoyed the wing eating segment at the top of the pod, at the top of the podcast. Also, we want to thank comedian Gary Cargill for coming on. My name's John Edmonds Cosma, the CEO of Bang Productions. This has been your Unimpressed Podcast. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com.